the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. We're here again in Singapore. It's the second of a special edition we're doing from Singapore Maritime Week. I'm here again with our China editor, Sishin Chen, and with our Asian news editor, Vincent Wee. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hello, Richard. Good evening. Another busy day filled to the brim with uh, digitalization announcements across the board. We had our own smart ports forum uh, only a few hours ago, which was interesting. I'm trying desperately to avoid uh, being too cynical about terms around digitalization and smart. So I'm glad we actually got the opportunity to drill down into some of the detail. But it does feel a little bit sometimes like terms like smart is one of those sort of catch-all terms that has the distinct whiff of the marketing department about it. You put the uh, the word smart in front of pretty much any industry issue and voila, you have magically installed the veneer of digitalization about your business. I'm being a little unfair, of course, because I think, you know, there is some genuine progression to be reported on and, you know, we've had some interesting discussions. But Vincent, you, you've been around and about the Singapore Maritime Week exhibition today. What's the general feeling? Are you are you getting anything a bit more substantive today, or is it still a little bit marketing and puff based? Well, I mean, this morning actually was uh, the opening of the Singapore Maritime Technology Conference, which mm. is, well, if you like, you know, an all-encompassing conference for everything that should be smart in mm. being technology. Um, but I think what what's come out of that conference in particular is you know sort of just Singapore's role in being, you know, absolutely future forward with everything. Mm. Um, they've put together, you know, sort of an information uh, uh, in sea transport industry roadmap barely a year ago. Yeah. And this is a, you know, very broad-based uh, thing looking forward. And just uh, a, a year, barely a year later, they've revised that and they're, they're, they're actually putting more emphasis on research. Mm. They're putting in, uh, they're committing funds to it, several millions of dollars worth of uh, uh, investments into startups so I mean what what, what sort of uh, impresses me well I mean I am Singaporean but what does impress me uh, is, is just you know the, the, the commitment to uh, technology not just uh, not just lip service but actually putting uh, dollars and cents into it yeah. putting uh, effort into it putting uh, government uh, commitment and backing into it uh, and I think um, this this will hold them uh, in good stead for the future. I think it's a really valid point. And I think we can often dismiss a lot of this as, uh, you know, staged announcements for Singapore Maritime Week to make everyone look a little bit better about this. But you're right, there is real substance here. And this is a government that has uh, nailed its colours to the mast, genuinely made maritime and innovation of maritime technology services to be uh, a central part of the economy. Um, It wasn't that long ago that the UK... Uh, back home was uh, touting its 2050 maritime strategy and to be fair it was actually a very compelling read and innovation and digitalization was a fairly central part of it but it doesn't even touch the sides of what Singapore's been able to do over a very short period of time with real substance as you say so I think it is very important this regulatory uh, government aspect supporting the uh, business and really providing um, not just a st- this stability, which of course is the, the base level that the industry requires from, from any maritime centre, but actually going above and beyond and, and really seeking to accelerate and incubate a lot of these startups and, and moving at a government level. 
That's right, and you know it has actually you know even as as recent and as uh, as new as it is, um, it's actually uh, resulted in some um, actual startups, actual uh, projects coming to fruition. Um, just over the past couple of ye- uh, days, we've seen a slew of announcements, uh, uh, you know, sort of tie-ups. Uh, uh, on autonomous tugs, autonomous uh, vessels, um, uh, sort of uh, joint venture projects uh, or, or other um, advanced industry projects uh, reaching out to the bunker industry. Mm. Uh, we've seen one making use of, you know, I mean, the, the announcement itself is very new and it's leveraging on um, an announcement from MPA that was just a day old. Mm. Uh, MPA has created a, a data hub that where they will uh, disseminate or, or give access to to, to uh, operators um, the use of their um, maritime data, you know, mm. vessel traffic data. Yeah. And there's already a company that's uh, putting up a bunker uh, and a, a sort of web-based application uh, that's meant to make the bunker industry more efficient. Yeah. So you know, it, it's just the, the speed of. Uh, uh, these applications coming to the market. Well, and the volume, of course. Right. You know, right. we, we're sitting here at nearly 10 o'clock at night and we haven't actually left Marina Bay Sands, not because we uh, enjoy it so much, but because there literally has been so much news to write about, which we have just finished writing for the day. Mm-hmm. But, um, Sijin, I mean, you can talk about, you know, the, uh, the, the, sort of the, the breathless, uh, sort of invigorating swell of digitalization coming out of these things, but uh, interesting to see the flip side of this, of course. We've just come out of the Smart Ports Forum and some interesting uh, takes on what smart ports really are, but I found it a far more realistic conversation because we were talking about real decisions, uh, the limitations of um, government backing, the the requirements for um, understanding not just you know the, how the technology works. I think everyone understands that you know the technology exists to be smart. That's not the real issue. The real issue is this uh, psychological leap. Almost, you've got to you've got to convince stakeholders that uh, transparency is a good thing, that there can be value in being transparent and collaboration. Not traditionally things that uh, go hand in hand with shipping. We don't like transparency as an industry very much. Um, but also the pragmatic realities that you've got to spend money on this stuff, and you know, in, in today's market, it's not that easy. You were talking to Hamantota, the Sri Lankan port, who were very open about the fact that they've got a they've got a, a very long walk ahead of them in terms of paying back Chinese loans. That to me was the sort of the reality of the industry. Yes, they're interested in technology, but and there's a big but, they've got to do business. Uh, exactly. I guess uh, Hammond Tota is actually a, a a special case, you know, in terms of uh, technology innovation because they are brand new basically. Well, they're not brand new, but in terms of their business development, they're still at a very early age to establish their own revenue sources, uh, let's put it this way. So I guess, uh, you know, uh, you're right. I mean, for business like uh, them, you know, the uh, primary concern is probably how to, you know, get more revenue and profits uh, before they can invest anything into, uh, uh, you know, uh, technologies and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, digitalization. But uh, what I want to say here is that uh, we, we, we probably need to look that issue from a a slightly different perspective. Mm. Um, I mean, uh, of course, I mean, it's at the center of the uh, topic is all always about data sharing. I mean, there's always this resistant, resistance 
uh, about data sharing. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, let's look at this industry. I mean, the industry, uh, as many people uh, has uh, have have predicted that. Uh, is going towards further consolidation. Uh, I mean, shipping companies are facing more uh, compliance costs with the uh, strict, uh, you know, environmental regula- regulations. Not least the IMO 2020. Um, also, uh, their uh, cost of borrowing uh, uh, is also also rising, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, let alone the uh, uncertainties created by the uh, trade conflicts, uh, which. Uh, could be actually a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that case, you know, we're talking about the less player in the market. So if, you know, logically, you know, if you have less player in the market, then it's easier for people to, you know, cooperate and share their informations. I mean, look at the container shipping industry, for example. Uh, we have now five top uh, line shipping companies, including Maersk, MSC, CMA, CGM, and up to others. Uh, they are sort of uh, having this, uh, you know, um, uh, initiative to uh, to do like standardizations of mm. uh, of data uh, so that they can in future maybe better you know share th- yeah. their data. We also have uh, you know the GSBN, which is led by Costco and OCL, um, which is doing something similar. Uh, of course, I mean there are challenges. Uh, one of the uh, uh, company that uh, was approached by GSB and said, you know, the reason why they are still hesitating to join that, uh, you know, group is because uh, the members uh, is re- the members are required to invest in that project. So people are still sort of, uh, you know, uh, many are still taking a wait and see approach, but at least you have seen the initiatives. Yeah. You know, I mean, during a sort of uh, revolutionary error, you know, of course, you're going to have a lot of failures, you know, among those uh, trials mm. and the test. But uh, eventually, I think we will reach to the different, uh, you know, stage. Mm. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I think those uh, projects that you mentioned uh, are genuinely filled with some potential to actually change the dial. I guess not all of the projects I'm seeing this week and, and generally are, are filled with quite so much innovation. Uh, one of our panelists uh, earlier today uh, made the, uh, the, the point where he said, I think technology should be looked at as something that unlocks potential, turning a caterpillar into a butterfly. What you don't want to do is to create a faster caterpillar. And I think that's you know really the key point here. A lot of people are just making a faster caterpillar they're just making existing business models slightly more efficient with this veneer of digitalization that's not revolutionary stuff that's just improving the status quo if you're going to have a step change in terms of digitalization providing real efficiency across an integrated supply chain that requires new thinking it requires sharing it requires new business models and and frankly it requires some people to actually go out there and take a few risks which you know traditionally is something that the shipping industry has always been relatively good at, um, not always with great effect. But uh, you know, it's um, it, it's interesting to see. But I think you're right. I think you know there are there are bright spots of, of real change there. So you know, we will we will keep an eye on it over the uh, for the rest of the week. Um, I think for now um, it is getting late, as we say. So it is time to go and uh, network, as we say in yes. Singapore. 
uh, as we say as journalists, go to the bar. Um, <laughs> Indeed, so, right. um, thank you very much, and we'll be back again tomorrow night uh, for a final edition of this uh, Singapore special. Thank you. Cheers, thank you. guys.